Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of September 24, 2023. We begin with a couple of announcements from KCB President Matt Salm. Matt posted this announcement on the KCB board list on September 14. Appointment of Nominating Committee Everyone, it is my pleasure to appoint the Nominating Committee for the upcoming KCB elections. This year we will be electing directors for a two-year term. Anyone interested in running for office should contact one of the members of the Nominating Committee to express your interest. You can also contact them with the names of others that you would like to nominate. Please speak with that individual prior to nominating them for a position. Chair Debbie Dethridge, Louisville. Committee Member Eldon Kaiser, Cave City. Committee Member Jerry Rader, Covington. You can reach Debbie at dmd. 40206 at gmail.com. Sincerely, Matt Selm, President, Kentucky Council of the Blind. And on September 14, Matt announced the appointment of the Awards Committee. Chair Joey Couch, Louisville, Patty Cox, Louisville, and Bill Wright, Louisville. If you have a nominee for any of our awards, please contact Joey Couch at joey, J-O-E-Y, 40206, at gmail.com. Here is some more information about KCB's awards. William A. Ruth Award. The William A. Ruth Award is named for KCB's founder and first president. Hailing from Middlesboro, Will Ruth was an alumnus of the Kentucky School for the Blind, and he was known for his flowery speech and writing. He referred to himself as the old Appalachian Highlander, and he was a true statesman and champion of blind people. The worthy recipient of this award has given outstanding long-term service to the Kentucky Council of the Blind. James Carl Dotson Award The award named for James Carl Dotson was established in recognition of his many years of service to the blind and his generous support of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Carl was never president of KCB, but he worked tirelessly for the council. He was a 1943 graduate of the Kentucky School for the Blind. He served as scoutmaster at KSB, actively supported the KSB alumni, and served his community as a Shriner and master of his Masonic Lodge. The James Carl Dotson Award is presented to an individual or organization who has given long-standing community service to blind and visually impaired Kentuckians. Lewis and Anna Rose Kane Award The Lewis and Anna Rose Kane Award was originally named for Rose, KCB's third president. Rose was a 1952 KSB graduate, and she served underprivileged children and adults in her professional career. 
Her outspoken advocacy efforts on behalf of low-income, blind, and sighted individuals touched the lives of many Kentuckians. Following Louis's death in 2012, his name was added to the award. Louis was also active in the KSB alumni, was a charter member of the Kentucky Council of the Blind, and worked tirelessly for increased employment and opportunities for blind people, especially those working at the Kentucky Industries for the Blind, now LC Industries. The Kane Award is presented to an individual or organization that has repeatedly gone the extra mile to advocate for the rights of blind and visually impaired people throughout Kentucky. Here are some announcements from around KCB. The South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its social hour on Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Central, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on their Zoom line. Some weeks they have a speaker, other weeks it's open conversation. The Zoom number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 763-689-4711. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision invites everyone to attend its next board meeting on Wednesday, October 4 at 8 p.m. on the KCB Zoom line. The next in-person support group is Monday, October 9, from 1 to 2.30 p.m., and the place is United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville. Join the call from any computer, cell phone, or landline phone by dialing 669-900-6833 and entering the code 862-9889-6972. The KCB Next Generation's September Thursday Night Huddle will be on Thursday, September 28 at 8 p.m. on the Zoom line. For more information, contact Joey Couch, KCB Next Generation President, at 606-216-8033. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind invites you, no matter where you live, to attend our September 29 virtual roundabout on Zoom. The time is 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern. The September 29 roundabout will be packed with fun. Come spend your Friday evening with us playing games and socializing with your GLCB friends. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its fall quarterly meeting on Friday, October 6. This will be a hybrid event with Doors opening at UCHM, 150 South State Street in Louisville, at 4.30 p.m. Dinner will be at 5, and the program, both in person and on Zoom, is from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. The speaker, who will be visiting us in person, is Louisville Deputy Mayor David James. He will be first on the program and will be with us until about 7 p.m., so please be on time. Dinner that evening will be fried chicken, mashed potatoes, green beans, salad, and dessert. Dinner is $6 per person. Please call us at 502-895-4598 to sign up for dinner and to let us know 
if you will need carryouts. From Accessible Pharmacy comes the following announcement. Blindness and Mental Health Webinar, Friday, September 29 at noon Eastern Time. Please join us as we discuss mental health in the blind and low vision community with these expert presenters. Kimberly Dobbs, Intuitive Counseling and Wellness. Sam Hendrickson, Eye-to-Eye Peer Support Program for Vision Loss. Pam Shaw, American Council of the Blind, Mental Health and Wellness Committee. Megan Denenberg, 988 National Mental Health Crisis Line. Dr. Jason Barrett, Accessible Pharmacy Services. This webinar will have captioning and a live ASL interpreter. If you have already registered, you do not need to register again. After registering, a Zoom link and call-in phone number will be sent to your email. If you did not receive it, we will be circulating it again to everyone who has already registered. If you are unable to attend, please register to receive the recorded audio and video via email. Blindness and Clinical Trials Webinar. This program is on Friday, October 13, also at 12 noon Eastern Time. Join us as we discuss clinical trials for the blind and low vision community with these expert presenters. Lynn Schaberman. VP Science Communications Foundation Fighting Blindness. Marin Allen, former Deputy Director of Communications, National Institute of Health. Maggie Cashin, Clinical Research Manager, Prism Vision Group. Note, the links in this original email were not active, so for more information, please call Accessible Pharmacy Services at 888-633-7007. Stay tuned on page 2 to hear a discussion about traveling with low vision from the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision. You can listen to sound prints in many different ways. We are heard 12 times each week on ACB Media 1. Listen there by using the ACB Link app on your phone or use your Alexa device. Ask her to open ACB Media and then choose Channel 1 when prompted. You can also listen on your Victor Reader Stream by searching for sound prints in the Victor Stream database. Find sound prints in the list of podcasts in the ACB Link app. Listen anytime, 24 hours a day, on the KCB Information Line by calling 773-572-7318. Be sure to check the opening menu on the Information Line for available shows. As in response to a listener request, we have also begun posting some shows from the recent past. For more information about Soundprints, to comment on a recent show, or to make a suggestion for a future topic, and to request a free subscription on CD, playable on any standard CD player, 
Call the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598. Page 2. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision, KCCLV, has a support group meeting on the third Wednesday of each month on the Zoom line. This month's meeting on September 20 was centered around traveling as an individual with low vision. Susan Amon, treasurer of KCCLV, and past president Shirley Kane, as well as Shirley's sister Phyllis and Phyllis's husband David, recently took a two-week trip to Hawaii. Susan talked about the trip and some of the incidents on the trip that were affected by low vision and the accessibility of many of the things that they did. The trip began with stops in Oahu and Maui, and we joined Susan as she describes the remainder of the trip. So after, after Maui, we, we were uh, supposed to go to the big island, Hawaii, and there were going to be two stops there, Hilo and Kona. None of that happened because we uh, heard about a cyclone or hurricane, uh-huh. depending who you talk to, yeah. And uh, it was definitely causing some waves and some, um, the ship, you know, you could feel it for sure. Uh, mm. I remember having dinner and, you know, feeling the tables going back and forth. <laughs> yeah. um, but Captain made, a, am sure, a wise decision to reroute us. So that was the first thing that happened. Uh, we got rerouted because of that. The um, cyclone was going to go south of the Big Island, so too close to the Big Island. So that we ended up, you know, we we were going to we were supposed to go back up north at that point anyway, north um, northwest to the to the top island, which is Kauai, the northernmost island of the main island. And so that's what we did. So we had a, a long, um, a long trip going from Hawaii, um, from where we were, to up to um, up to that. So we were at sea during that time, and I really enjoyed. We had a balcony room, and oh, nice. I really enjoyed, yeah, just sitting out on the balcony um, and watching the waves. Um, I even took a a video <laughs> of the waves. And the sound of the ocean. So, you know, that was very, very nice to, to be able to um, just experience that for, you know, a day and a half or whatever. Now, we didn't, we, we went out, we explored the ship, too. We had fun exploring the ship. And, um, you know, going to the restaurants, going to the, where the, um, the main cafe was. Um, we, we found where the bars were, and we just, you know, we enjoyed it. Uh, with the pool, uh, Shirley's sister, Phyllis, she really enjoyed uh, laying out in the sun. Neither Shirley or I were really uh, inclined to do that as much. But we did find the hot tub. And so getting into the hot yeah. tub to finesse. Um, uh, not seeing well, just, just having to go up the ladder. These were above ground hot tubs, and you go up the ladder and then back down again. So I was just very careful doing that. Because I had um, in the past, I had, I had a, you know a hip replacement, and I was like, I don't want to fall, I don't want to do anything that will. Nope. You know, so being careful, holding on, going slow, you know, those were key things. So we went to Kauai. 
the top island, and we got to see Waimea Canyon there. Um, that was our shore excursion that we had planned for that uh, island. And some of you may have heard of that. It's a, 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 a top destination for a, lot, for a lot of people to go there. And so that was really nice. I was really surprised to see someone at, you know, we went up, we went up some stairs to get to the lookout area and, and there was a ramp and I was really surprised to see someone there at the overlook in a wheelchair. Um, so it was meant, meant to be accessible. And, um, now the a wheelchair would not have been accessible on the beach when we went to the beach. Uh, we didn't think so. We had enough trouble walking over some of that sand ourselves when it was uh, some hilltops and or some some low um, low rises. Anyway, we almost got lost trying to find our way back to the the, the pickup point where the um, where the bus was going to meet us. But we went to Waimea Canyon along with. Um, her sister and um, brother-in-law. Shirley liked to take pictures. Shirley was always taking um, photos of, um, of things, and, uh, uh, and 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 that kind of spurred me to remember to take photos too. I don't always think to take photos, but that was one of the enjoyments of being on that trip. And Waimea Canyon was beautiful. It just inspired me, filled me with awe. You look out and you see all these beautiful colors. Um, greens and blues and browns and reds and it's just really a nice scenic trip there. Yeah, and then we went on back to the next island we stopped at. We were back to Oahu, which is where Honolulu is, the capital. And so that was our, our time on the ship. And, and I can tell you more about that too, but... Um, in um, in Honolulu was a hotel. We were after not only did we have like a seven day cruise, we got to stay in Honolulu in one place for four more days. Okay. And uh, we had yeah we had um, we had um, uh, tours scheduled for for that. Now that's where um, Pearl Harbor is uh, has a museum. We got to see that and. Everybody I talked to said, oh, you must go to that Pearl Harbor, um, you know, exhibit and um, the memorial there. That was quite quite moving. Um, good. We went to a luau while we were there on a luau, and that's another thing, definitely a good thing to do. You, somebody mentioned pineapple drinks. Well, um, we got to, uh, we went on a tour around the island of Oahu, and we stopped at the Dole Plantation. Um, I was expecting to have pineapple everywhere I went, pineapple on the plate, you know, something like that, but we didn't hardly get any pineapple when we were on the ship, And um, but when we got to the Dole Plantation, um, well, we only had so much time at each stop, and this was the stop there, and so our priorities were to find the restrooms first. <laughs> so we had trouble finding that and we, we were able to, to locate uh, most of that on our own. You kind of could ask a little bit but you didn't want to just walk up to strangers and ask a lot of questions. So anyway, we, together we, we found where the restrooms were and then we kept wondering, are we going to have time to stop at this 
the truck where the ice cream was. So they had the truck. They kept saying, you need to get a pineapple whip. Well, it was, we did. We stood in line. as a long line. We finally got up to the top, and um, we each got a cup of, um, like, soft-serve vanilla ice cream with fresh pineapple tidbits on the top. And that was uh, awesome. <laughs> it was really a, a nice treat. Um, so, yeah, fresh pineapple. Since I've been back, I've had some canned pineapple tidbits. Oh, they just, I'm spoiled. They just don't, uh, they just don't ring oh, true. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, yes, we walked, we went around the island of Oahu. Supposedly we were going to see, um, where the rich and famous were. We, we couldn't see much out, out, outside our, our bus window. Anyway, I think a lot of that was covered by trees and, and all that kind of thing, too. But uh, that was one thing that I remember from that uh, Around the Island tour. Um, let's see, what else do I want to tell you all about? Um, hmm. Well, we were on the cruise ship. Um, we um, signed up for a class to make lace out of ribbons. And um, that was interesting. Shirley should be here to tell 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 about that, but because she caught on right away, uh, she has done crocheting and knitting or things like that in the past. Crocheting, I had really had never done that. Now they they had the um, the instructions being demonstrated and described on a huge video screen so that that would help people who could see well enough to see the video screen where they showed the two ribbons coming down and, and how you had to cross them and, and loop them and things like that. Well, surely caught on right away. I didn't. I got so discouraged. <laughs> I, I Finally, I had to get Shirley to show me how. They had a couple of um, helpers going around, but I could not get their attention. So Shirley got me started, and I got, you know, maybe, I don't know, a few inches of mine done and she was done with hers and and you're supposed they made you take it's really kind of interesting they made you take like an oath beforehand that you would not if you you, you would finish your lay that you would not get discouraged if you did you would you know keep on trying and so forth so we all took that oath and I thought well this is as far as I'm going to go I'm going to you know I'm going to leave and, and, and just uh, have them finish tying it off for me so I got to the uh, person who was standing at the exit, and oh, she said, oh, no, you have to finish yours. <laughs> and I said, I do? And um, she said, yes. And so I knew how by that time. I knew how to do it. I was just I was just frustrated at how long it was taking me. So I ended up taking my lay and um, finding a quiet place to sit outside in, um, in the um, Aloha Cafe, and I finished it, so I did. And, of course, I felt like I'd accomplished something at that point in time. So it just takes perseverance and, you know, um, promising to, to finish something. So I did. I finished my leg. Shirley's looked much neater, and um, she had smaller um, loops than mine. But, hey, at least, you know, I finished the leg. So. And I did find that the, uh, the screen, you know, was helpful in some ways. So I thought... I. 
consider that a low vision aid, you know, making delays. Oh, I'll tell you about coming back. So on the plane back, um, we did a lo- quite a bit of shopping. We went to tourist kind of stores that were not expensive, um, and we enjoyed the shopping, looking around. And uh, on on the way, um, the very last day, we went to this store that we had been to before. Um, forget what it was called, Ross or something like that. And um, Shirley and I were on the first floor, and Phyllis and David had gone up to the second floor. We didn't know where they were, but that's where they were on the second floor. We were waiting for them for quite a while, and finally we were asking, you know, the security guard or where, what, you know, if, if they were there. Well, David had fallen uh, coming down the stairs, and he mm-hmm. injured his mm-hmm. knee really badly to the point where they had to take him to the, uh, they took, called an ambulance. And okay. so, yeah, so they were going to miss their flight coming back because of that. And so they had to stay a couple extra nights. So Shirley and I were, you know, you know, we were going to have to take our, you know, get to the airport and so forth on our own. So that was a real challenge um, for the for two of us visually impaired people who you know, had to get through Minneapolis airport, um, you know, and just get through, oh no, it was, we got separated from each other going through security, um, we oh. ran into some, yeah, we ran into some, you know, just, it, it was, it was challenging, I'll say, we, and a little, a little, um, not a good way to end a very nice, um, trip, um, it just, it was hard finding, getting, it was hard for us to get the help we needed. We did, we had called ahead, or she, she had called ahead and um, gotten us wheelchair or help uh, to get from one part of the, when you got off the plane at one gate to find your next gate. So they came and they brought wheelchairs, I think, for the first trip. And I, I'm not comfortable riding in a wheelchair because I can walk. Uh, Shirley said she didn't mind at all because she just wants to get to where she's supposed to get, and however she gets there is fine. Um, the second, on their second leg from Minneapolis to, um, they, they brought two wheelchairs but asked me if I wanted the wheelchair, and I said no, I could walk. So, um, I'd rather do that, and I kept up with the guy who was pushing Shirley, um, who, uh, who wanted the wheelchair assistance so you know they were nice I mean they were um, they were accommodating and so forth but it was still you know you just run into unexpected challenges like I said you know we got separated from each other and security and I couldn't find anybody who would I went to one desk and the guy was like he just wouldn't look at me <laughs> so um, you know I I, I I then found some other guys, though, who were sitting around, and they they tried to be helpful. And then we just found a, um, I just found a, um, another traveler who, um, you know, helped me uh, find her and helped us find our gate at at that point, because they were going in the same direction we were. So just things like that, you know, we, we accomplished it. We got back home, and, you know, no, um, no real no real ill fate happened, so it was good. 
many, many uh, positive experiences. Um, we saw some beautiful um, places. We, when we were on the on the uh, one of the tours, um, uh, when we were docked, um, when we, I can't remember where we were, but we went to this um, real beautiful resort area and walked around on some lovely grounds and saw a a pond with some of the koi fish. You may have heard of the koi, K-O-I. Yeah, and so that was beautiful. And more scenery, more photo ops, just a chance to take beautiful pictures. Like I said, we were at Honolulu, and we were in the Waikiki Resort area, um, which is where Diamond Head is. So we got some photos of Diamond Head, which is the volcano there. Yeah, it was really beautiful. Um, yeah, just... So I was, I was just, felt like I was in paradise at times. It was just so lovely, and uh, uh, I'm so glad that I got to go, um, that the, um, you know, that the opportunity came my way at a time when I could leave and go on vacation and really wanted a vacation. So that's my experience. Now, I'm going to see if anybody has anything they want to add. Has anybody been to Hawaii already? you know, or any questions that you have about my experiences there. So Shirley, did you fly into, where did you fly into? Honolulu? Is Shirley on the call? I'm sorry, I'm Aunt Susan. Oh yeah, we we flew from um, from the Cincinnati airport, the Covington yeah. airport, we flew to Minneapolis, and then from Minneapolis we flew into Honolulu. Yeah, hmm. and we Where came back the same way. We came back the same way through Minneapolis. Yeah. Oh, it was a long flight. It was like um, I don't know, um, eight hours, I think, or maybe longer. I don't know. I can't remember now. But yeah, it was a, a long flight. The, the flight from Covington to Minneapolis was very short, comparatively speaking. Yeah. Go ahead. This is Carla. I'm just curious, uh, when you all were coming back, and of course mm -hmm. you didn't have Phyllis and David with you, um, did you all carry a cane? Did um, either one of you carry a cane? Yes, I carried a cane. Um, my, um, It's not a white cane, but it is a cane, so it indicates that I have some kind of disability. Um, Shirley had her white cane. This is Debbie. I had always heard that uh, things are very expensive in Hawaii. Did you find it to be so? We didn't really go to the expensive places. In fact, <clears throat> interesting thing, our, our hotels were expensive. Uh, where we were, like I said, we were in Waikiki, a resort area. And, um, but, you know, about uh, two blocks from our hotel was a McDonald's. <laughs> Right. So uh, we we um, were able to make, I guess, three trips, and that seemed to be the place we wanted to go, um, you know, at least during those times. So we went like two or three times to McDonald's. So it was kind of high, I guess, compared to a McDonald's here, but it wasn't like crazy high. Um, and then we found these discount stores called ABC stores, which were prevalent in that area. And they had a, they had so many of them; it was unbelievable. You'd walk down a um, uh, a street, 
and you'd find one ACB, ABC store, and then a few doors down, there'd be another ABC store. And they were they were very inexpensive, really. Um, for but and you could get a lot of tourist kinds of gifts at these places. So you know, came back with different gifts, souvenirs, and so forth from from that kind of shopping. So I guess you have to know where to go. Yeah, my brother lived in Hawaii because he's in the Coast Guard, and he pretty much lived at the ABC stores because regular grocery stores like milk was like ten dollars a gallon and you know all mm-hmm. that stuff so yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah and when mike and angie they went recently to hawaii and they were talking about the uh abc stores too that that's where mm-hmm. they did some of their shopping um did you all have uh a hard time getting used to the time difference because I think they're five hours behind us, I think. Yes, they six. were. Six. Five, five or six. Or six. Yeah, yeah, six right now. Okay, yeah. Um, well, I did, particularly. When we got into Honolulu, it was, you know, it was evening, and um, it, it was evening in Honolulu. <laughs> But here it would have been much later, and I was like, uh, "I." They wanted to go out for a walk, and um, the three of them ended up going on the walk. I said, "You know, please, please don't. You know, just don't mind me. I'm just going to stay and and rest, <laughs> you know, for a while," which I did. And um, yeah, so I I missed that walk. But we we all got up the next morning and went for another walk. Or they, their other walk, my first walk around around um, Honolulu, and it was really nice to do that. But it didn't take that long to get used to it uh, for me. But that first night, yeah, I was wiped. And when I have what do you call it, jet lag, um, I can get kind of grumpy. <laughs> so I didn't want to spoil their fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the time difference was, was pretty good. Coming home was probably hard, too, wasn't it, when you got home? Yeah, well, it was. It, it took me, like, you know, several days to get used to being back. And what was your favorite thing that you all did? Well, you know, um, I don't know that I have a, a single favorite thing, Um we discovered a lot of different highlights. Um, we went, to, I'll just, I'll just one, a couple of different things come to mind. Uh, we went to, um, on the ship, you know, we were, we went to different um, places to sit and, um, or listen to music. So we went and listened to music in this one bar called the Pink Champagne Bar, which was not a, uh, just just for champagne, they served all kinds of different drinks there. But uh, there was a, um, a two men who were called I don't know what they called themselves the Aloha something, uh, and they were playing guitar. And I think maybe one of them was playing another stringed instrument. I don't know if it was the ukulele or what, but um, they. Um, invited people sitting around to come up and stand and they would teach us the hula. So uh, 
um, Shirley's sister, Phyllis, she got up in the group. And at the last minute, I decided I would get up and join them. So I kind of got in the front row, and they would tell you which um, hand motions and, and feet motions would go with the song that they were going to sing and teach you. So I learned some different um, hand motions. Shirley was sitting back. She did not join in the dance uh, routine, but she I think she took a, a video of it so that it would she would have a record of it, in, I guess, in case, you know, she wanted to look at it later. Um, but that was fun because um, I could see well enough to know, and he would say, you know, take so many steps to the left and then so many steps to the right, and then he would demonstrate the hand motion, like what the waves looked like and what when you're heading to shore, the sun was your hands raised above your head in, a, in an arc. And um, so different things like that. It was very simple, short and simple. Um, there was one hand motion that I had really didn't know what he was doing, and it was for the shells. And you take your hands and you just um, open and close your your fingers with your thumb. So instead of just opening and closing, well, I found out later from Phyllis what that hand motion was because I couldn't see well enough to see it. Um, that was fun. Um, and, just, you know, checking out the other bars was fun. Um, uh, we, we, we found a wine bar that we both really liked. It was kind of quiet, and we went in there occasionally when we wanted to just get away from the, the hullabaloo. Just walking around the ship was good. Like I said, I enjoyed watching the waves from the balcony. Waimea Canyon. I really enjoyed that. Um, on the way out to Waimea Canyon, the guide, the tour guide, he talked about the background of Hawaii back when it came really from primitive times uh, where they had kings and queens and so forth. And hearing their history was, was interesting. He played some music, too, that I liked. And... Um, I asked him, you know, you know, I mean, he played it over the loudspeaker on the on the bus, and I I caught him at a time when I could ask him who the artist was that he was playing because it really struck me, and he told me um, the man's name, the artist was Israel. Yeah, he's it, awesome. Ah, I have and, some of his stuff. He's fabulous. Oh, do you really? Yes. yes. So I called and ordered one of his. Um, CDs from Amazon. Yeah, I love his voice, and yes. um, he played this one song, or he played. He has this one song. Um, it's a different rendition of "Over the Rainbow." Yes, it's fabulous. <laughs> My brother um, gave me one of his CDs for Christmas because when he lived, you know, he lived there, and that was like the popular thing. So um, he gave me one for Christmas one year. It's fabulous. Yeah. Wonderful. Do you know the name of your CD? Um, it's in my iTunes, and I can't really pronounce it. Oh, you have <laughs> but, um, yeah. I, well, his last, he, he does a lot of Hawaiian uh, yes. words in his some of his songs. And, you know, so I don't know what he's saying. But then there's the English words, too. And so, yeah. Um, we should play somewhere. You want me to play? I can screen share it real quick. Do you oh, want me to? 
Adam, you have your hand raised, so why don't you go ahead and talk while I pull this up? A couple of things. Uh, number one, uh, the Israel song, Over the Rainbow, that was a top 40 chart hit song uh, when it came out. And um, uh, like you say, he's very good. Uh, I wanted to ask about the um, luau, though, and what you had to eat there. Oh, okay. Well, they had several stations there you could go. You were given so many cards that uh, you could then um, go to whatever station you wanted to and either take or not take the little small sample of food that, that each station had. Um, so they did have some pulled pork at one station, um, some chicken at another, um, I don't know, I don't remember, some shrimp, things like that. And uh, they had, uh, well, by the you, you pay your ticket price, but then you get um, a, a, a free Mai Tai or whatever with that, so we got our Mai Tais. Uh, or you could have a, a virgin drink, I guess, of the same thing. Um, and then, so that's, that's what we ate. And then the shows were, the shows were different hula dancers up there and some humorous kinds of, um, talk too, just talking about, um, making fire and things like that. There were some good fire dancers up there. We were treated to a, to a nice show and we were given, we were, we were given lays while we were there, flower lays. Um, so they um, they would they, they put one over your over your neck as you arrived, and then we went up to the um, stand where you actually they would gave you a needle and some more of the um, hibiscus I think was the flower, and you could make a a, a wristlet um, out of the flowers too to match your your necklace of, of lays of flowers. And so that was kind of fun. Shirley got the hang of that too, really quickly. And uh, <laughs> it was not complicated. I I could do what I did, but she, I think she learned how to do that on her own if she ever wanted to do later. So if Shirley's ever in the mood to do a crafting class, you know, we should all <laughs> participate. She could probably teach how to do ribbon lace or lace out of flowers. So that that was kind of the. the um, the Luau experience. You also mentioned uh, koi fish, and I checked with my echo, and uh, they're related to carp and also to goldfish. I didn't know if you knew they were, you know, kind of a form of goldfish, but uh, that's no, that. pretty good. They were a lot they're bigger pretty. than the goldfish I've seen. Oh, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> right. They're, they're related to them, but not separate fish. Uh-huh. But that's probably why they're pretty, though. So, somewhere like um, like an orange, um, like a goldfish mm -hmm. would be, you know, kind of red, and some of them were like white. Yeah. Now you make me want to go to Hawaii. I never got to go when my brother lived there, so. Oh, I'm sorry, you didn't get to go. <laughs> I wanted to, but I never could because of work and stuff. So. Now, Shirley had also been in contact with a couple of um, ACB um, people who were, you know, from the, from Hawaii. You know, she made contact with them by phone uh, while we were there. Uh, we never got to actually meet up with them uh, or have dinner with them or anything, but we talked about possibly doing that. 
um, one of the ladies, and I don't remember their name, sorry, but... Um, probably Terry and Anthony, Terry Lynn and Anthony, probably, maybe. Terry Lynn, yeah, Terry Lynn, I think that was right. One of them um, brought brought by some cookies to uh, the hotel and just dropped them off, and, and we got, she got the notice from the desk that someone had dropped off uh, some cookies. But and then we also it. used to have a yeah. have a driver uh, here in Louisville. He drove a lot of blind people around, you know, here in Louisville and helped. And so I'm, uh, he brought us up to Lexington a few times. I think you know, you know him. But anyway, yeah. he, he also would go to Hawaii about uh, at least two times a year, once in the summer and once mm-hmm. right after Thanksgiving. And he had friends and things out there that he uh, oh. Really enjoyed yeah. it. So, uh, after hearing you, you know, you can understand why people like to go. <laughs> I am sorry if I made it sound like it was a really difficult travel experience. It just is for me, I guess, because I, I usually, when I do travel by plane, I like to travel with somebody who's sighted. I know so many of, of you all will travel and without any, any problems at all. So I don't mean to sound like traveling as a sighted a sight impaired person is is not a good good or even an easy enough thing to do. I just some, some real challenges. Well, I have traveled by myself by plane, but I certainly like having somebody that I know with me if if I can work it out. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, it just makes it so much easier a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And, even if they're blind it makes it's fine. Like it's just yeah, boring being there uh, by yourself. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to go by myself. So you know, going you know with another yes. blind or sighted impaired person is better than going by yourself. Yeah. Did you want to play that song? By oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me let me um let me screen share. All right. Hopefully, my iTunes. Yep. Can you guys hear that? Yeah, good. Okay.
but uh, sounds like you all had um, a good time. We did. We really did. Yeah. Susan, how many days were you gone total? Well, it was really almost like a total of two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. That was gone. Okay. Yeah. 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 I got back and my little cat that keeps me company, she's 17 years old, she was pretty stressed out by the time I got Oh, I bet she was. She's 17 years old. Wow. Yeah. I have a friend, a UPS pilot, he says uh, for every time zone you change, it takes you a day to recover. And we went to Israel in 13, and it was 11 hours going over to Tel Aviv, but we had a headwind come back, and it was 12 and a half hours, and it took me a week to get to feeling like oh my Well, maybe that's my mom's time. problem. Every time zone you change, um, it takes you a day to recover. Maybe that's why she has issues when she comes here. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's only an hour. But she just can't get it straight. Well, they get it together, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't sleep well on those planes. Wind's zonked out, and I'm talking to the steward. Oh, <laughs> Too long on a plane. Charlie, Charlie can be asleep before we even take off. Sometimes, <laughs> not me. I've done I'm too. Before. I'm too excited. Get on the plane. It's time for a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Although, what's really scary is when you fall asleep as you're taking off, and then you wake up as you're coming down, and you slept through the whole thing, and you're like, "Oh, what's what's really going on?" <laughs> well, what's really what's really um, a little disconcerting is. If if you fall asleep before you leave the gate, and then oh, no. when you wake up, you're you're not sure if if the plane has been sitting on the runway or you're actually <laughs> flying because you can't uh, see no. out the window and it's very smooth, you know. Yeah. So then you then you don't want to sound stupid when you say to somebody, "Hey, are we are we? Oh yes, we've been flying for thirty minutes." <laughs> So you kind of wait around to see if the coffee comes around or whatever. Yeah. One thing about, uh, uh, you know, Susan's talk, and also, you know, we've heard from Michael and Angie McCarty, is your trips were different because theirs was a uh, cruise to Hawaii, uh, you know, from uh, the mainland to the uh, islands, whereas uh-huh. Su- Susan's was to fly there and then, uh, get on the ship, you know, to tour around. So they were two different kinds of trips out out there, so that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Susan's trip was very different from what they were telling their, saying their trip. Oh, was yeah. Mm-hmm. So they spent most of their trip on the, on the, on the ship then, just traveling yeah, to Hawaii. Yeah, that's right. Well, they, they did. They did. Well, but they About had four or five days in Hawaii and then yeah. You know, the trip from British Columbia out to Hawaii on the ship, and then they flew back. Did they say uh, oh, some of the uh, great see. places that they ate? It is a what, Eric? Did they, say some of the, did they say some of the great places that they ate at and different things, or some of the good food they had? And... Yeah, Michael and Angie did tell us about that, too. So, <laughs> When did they go? Was some of the food on the ship really well, or some of the food oh, yeah. in Hawaii oh, yeah. was really good? They did. Oh, Let's see, when did they go? Last spring? Um, no, last year in October. 
And when they came back, we actually did two. I started out, I was going to have them talk about 20 or 30 minutes about their whole thing for sound prints. Two episodes. And it wound up taking two sound prints of two (laughs) weeks. They did the first, the first week they did the program uh, about their cruise out. And then the second week they talked about being in the islands and coming home. But they really did a good, a good, uh, uh, talk about the ship and the accessibility on the ship and, you know, and then how it, how it was, um, you know, the, the, how it was, because Angie has some vision and then Michael doesn't have any so, well, very little. So, um, you know, it, it was, it was very, um, very much different than Susan's. I, I really enjoyed your description, Susan, because it was so different from what, what they did. Mm-hmm. But Eric, the food on the cruise from the mainland out to Hawaii, uh, which was several days, they they talked about the food on the ship, and uh, they you basically you eat all the time. Uh, <laughs> eat all the time because the restaurants <laughs> there went you, the cost of the food is covered under your main ticket, except for certain things like alcoholic drinks. But if you just want to go in and get a hamburger or or you know, uh, short order type stuff or whatever. All that's free. You just go in and all that, but that's uh, that's being served all, all through the day. It's included in yeah. the price mm-hmm. of your ticket. So all of our but, your, uh, but your meals at at dinner too. Yeah, they're free. Yeah, we're yeah, all that's true. You know, your main meals, breakfast. If you want breakfast food, you go get it any time. You know, just uh, yeah. Natalie go. can have eggs around the clock. Oh, yummy. Yes, she right. can. <laughs> no, my, my breakfast on cruises were usually, was usually ice cream and, um, <laughs> you know, all this. Oh, no, that's, that's pizza no breakfast. And, <laughs> um, but what's really fun, Eric, is you can, um, like, at dinner, well, I think it's fun. Some people don't think it is. But um, at dinner, if you go eat in the main dining room, um, or at least the last cruise, I, you know, the last time I was on a cruise, you, you, you get to get all dressed up. And so it's, you know, that that kind of stuff is fun. Yeah. Um, now, Susan, when when you all were on the ship out there, uh, did they do the same way with food uh, as part of that full ticket, or you know? Yes. Oh, yes. Definitely. Uh, yes, they had okay. especially one. Uh, Lola's Cafe was open all all the time. This had to close when they were cha- changing over from lunch to dinner or whatever. And and there was another restaurant called a the, um, a diner type restaurant mm-hmm. that was free um, included in other words and then there was a very you know kind of more elegant uh, restaurant that was included and then there were a couple of specialty restaurants two or three or four but different where they yeah you had to definitely pay extra a lot extra I mean you know they were they were not just a little extra that you had to to pay <laughs> to go to if you were like a French restaurant an Italian restaurant a, you know one with the Steak uh, being the main thing, but those were those they they that's how they you know got extra money you know from people who wanted to dine at those particular restaurants, but you didn't have to, and there was plenty of food available at and the other. Sorry, mm-hmm, yeah, it's fun because cruises are a great way to get to try things. Because mm-hmm. um, well, I haven't been on one since 2016, but um, no, 15. 
but um, when you when you try things, if you don't like it, they will bring you something else. Something so else. that's where I I learned that I did not like lobster, but I do love escargot. Um, and you know you can try all that fun stuff. <laughs> I wouldn't want either one of them, but <laughs> I hear you, Debbie. <laughs> oh, you all know fun. <laughs> and the other thing that I found that was uh, extra were uh, like soft drinks. Um, some cruises now have like a, um, a soft yeah. drink package. Yeah. That, and or uh, alcohol drinks are also extra. Yeah, they're always extra. Right. We just buy the alcohol package. But a lot of your, and of course they always have a midnight mm-hmm. buffet. Yep, oh, that's, where we, yeah. that's where we made my mom eat cal- calamari because she thought it was onion rings, and she's like, oh, onion rings. And um, <laughs> she took a bite, and she's like, why didn't you tell me? Susan, did they have southern fried chicken in Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think they might have had a KFC. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, if I would shoot, if I would have win, like I said, my blood sugar would be just all off the chain. <laughs> yep, <laughs> you just eating all kinds of goodies and stuff like that. It would be. <laughs> yep. Anything else? Well, thanks again, Susan. Thank you, thanks, thank Natalie, you. for hosting. Yep. Yeah, and, I think um, we live my trip too. Fun. All right. Um, thank you all. All right, guys. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.